0: All right, one guy who wants to deal uh, DeGrom is Bobby O, Bobby Ojeda, who joins us now. Bobby, what's going on?
1: Oh, not much, Mike. Everything's going good, thank you.
0: All right. You want to think outside the box, trade DeGrom? What do you want to do?
1: (laughs) I want to shake this thing up. I
0: don't don't blame blame you for that. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think a simple trade of DeGrom is not enough. I don't care if you get three uh, pretty good people for him. It's not enough to change what's going on at City Field, I think it's going to take a blockbuster. I think it's going to take a, you know, one of those eight-player deals, a couple different teams really shake this thing up, inject that Met organization with some youth, with some some uh, uh, athleticism, with some guys who don't need to learn how to play the game and let's try to finish out this second half in style.
0: Bobby, here's the problem I have with this whole thing is mm-hmm. no matter what you do here you trade the Grom. Here's what happens. You trade the Grom, and now you know you're a ways away because that was your strength. Now, the problem is you're still old. You can't get rid of Bruce. You can't get rid mm-hmm. of Frazier. You can't get rid of Cespedes. That's why they're caught in like a, between a rock and a hard place, and that's why I think they want to just keep the pitching staff and tweak around the nucleus and hope that those guys come back next year, Conforto, Cespedes, Bruce, Frazier, add a body, add a couple of bats, redo the bullpen, and hope with, you know, maybe they trade off Wheeler, they'll trade off Cabrera, they'll trade off Familia. They need a new bullpen. But I think the, the fact that they have those older contracts they can't even give away keeps them from redoing the whole team. What's your thoughts well, on that?
1: Yeah, so much money tied up in these old guys, no question. But – you do have value in Cabrera. You're mentioning redo the bullpen, what you need to do. You've got value in Familia. Uh, the the chips you can – I look at the Guam as my best chip I got to turn this thing around uh, within a reasonable amount of time. And so that's why I'm saying a package deal, to rebuild all those other things. Now, I'm saddled with those guys you just mentioned, those old guys with contracts. That's over. I got Cespedes for however long, and a ton of money, and no one's going to touch him. I got to wear that. I got to own that. But I got to build the rest of my team and not let those couple, three bad contracts just wipe out my organization. Do
0: you also want to trade anybody else in the pitching staff? Do you want to trade Wheeler? Do you want to trade Mass? you want to trade uh, even Syndicate? Do you want to keep everybody?
1: Uh, tra- get, trade them all. But they've got to be good trades, Mike. I'm not saying give them away. I'm not saying dump these people. I'm saying intellectually well thought out tons of insight trades that make sense for your overall ball club they've tried to build it on pitching and we know that's a glass jaw of a baseball team okay we've seen that time and time again right now you got wheeler and you got mats who have not been hurt and just by repetitions they're doing much better on the mound well that that fits that makes sense you can get something from Matt. Left-handed, you know that. He's got a lot of value being left-handed, and as long as he's healthy. I'm just saying the peak value of these guys right now fits nicely with the disarray my club is in. And I think the fan base would love the fact that they said, you know what, we're at least doing something. We're not going to stay status quo. We're not going to hope for next year. I mean, Comforto's hitting, what, 220? I, I, am I going to hope he does better next year? We're back to that hope thing, and I just don't think that works, and it hasn't worked that well for the Mets.
0: Um, we're talking with Bobby o. Bobby, do you like the way – put yourself in DeGrom's spot. DeGrom is a little older. He doesn't want to wait two years to get that big contract. He has his agent play his card here where <laughs> pay me – or trade me or else, although there's really no or else because he's got two years left, or I might get moody, I might be hard to deal with, it might affect the team and the relationship. Do you like the way, would you have liked your agent to play that card the way the Grom's agent played it?
1: Not in a million years, and especially right before the the All-Star game. um, Here, the kid's having a tough year getting wins. You know, he's dying trying to get a win, but he's pitching fantastic. And now I get to the All Star Game. I get to take a breather. I get to step back and oh, go, man. Okay, let me be around all these studs and hang out. Now my agent drops his bomb: play me or trade me. But as you said, Mike, it's it's a, it's a, it's a bluff. There's you don't have to do anything with him. You can go year to year. And as you said, I don't think he's the type of guy who's going to get moody and pout. I just don't think he's wired that way. Uh, but there again, you take the chance of. Riding him out for two more years, and that we're gonna give him a long term deal when he's thirty three that ain't gonna happen. So his chance for the money's now makes sense. If I'm him, I'm like, man, give me my money now because I don't know how long I'm gonna hold up like this. It makes sense for him. doesn't make sense for the agent to play that card right now.
0: Do you like what you see uh from and like do you like what you see from Wheeler right now? Do you like what you see from Matts right now? Do you like how they've developed this year?
1: I'm loving it. I'm loving it and and, and you know what? The pitching coach island gets credit, but being on the mound there's no there's no replacement for mound time and these guys have not been on the mound very often at a consistent rate anyway. And once you're on the mound for and you're locked in over and over and over, you begin to learn how to pitch, you begin to learn how to pitch day in and day out and you don't have that, you know, ice pick in your elbow or that ice pick in your shoulder which detracts from your concentration. On getting people out. It's tough to throw a pitch knowing it's going to bite you at the end
0: of it. Talking with Bobby Ojeda, do you think DeGrom will be like, do you think DeGrom? Now, he's a good guy. Everyone loves him. He's a good team guy. He's a good teammate. You know, he's not a moody guy. He's not a, you know, he's not a drama queen. He's not a prima donna. He's not, he's not Harvey. Okay. He's a different guy. We know that. Okay. Okay. Harvey's all those things. We know that. Um, DeGrom's not. What happens if they don't trade him here? Do you think DeGrom is ready for that? I mean, because let's be honest, they don't have to, as you said, they don't Mets don't have to do anything. They can just go on with their business. What's he going to do? He's going to start stomping his feet? I mean, what you know, his agent basically threw down the gauntlet, but there's not, they don't really have any play, any uh, card to play.
1: They they don't. It's a straight just, you know, kind of like stomping your feet, as you say. But what would happen to DeGrom if he goes will be wonderful for, for him. But I'm looking at it from the New York Met standpoint. What he, that chip, he's a chip, and I'm, I used to be a chip, okay? So I'm not being derogatory. He's a chip. But you play that chip now in the New York Met organization, as long as that chip is played wisely with a package, certainly not a three for one. It's not going to change. It's not going to move the needle on this Met club. It's not. But him packaged with other people, whoever you want, Cabrera, whatever. You're going to move the needle on this Met organization. And I wish to Gromwell, I know he's going to do well, uh, but i got to think about it from a selfish standpoint being the New York Mets. i got to look at it, what is good for my organization, and I think moving him is good for the organization.
0: When you came on, you said shake it up. Something has to be shook up. I had Jim Riggleman on yesterday. He took over a 3-15 and team in Cincinnati that everyone was laughing at, and they're 40-38 and 38 since he took them over. I said, what was the first thing you told the team? He said, what we're doing is not going to stand. We're going to change things. We're going to change a lot of things. Why have the Mets, why has this manager not made those statements?
1: He's avoided what he, what he preached in spring training, accountability. Who has accountability over there? No one. Because just because you have a job doesn't mean you're good at it. And there's a lot of people over there who are not very good at their job. And that's not me just whistling Dixie here. That I look at what's gone on in the past 10 years, eight years under five hundred. One postseason regular, one World Series, which was fantastic. But they have failed in all aspects, and there is no accountability if you don't shake things up. Look at Messini, he's two games over five hundred. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. That's the Cardinals. They're the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah.
1: See you later. You know they're, they're you know they're eight games in the loss column, out of first. But see you later. We got a hundred. We got sixty to go, or whatever it is. And he's bounced. That's accountability.
0: Yeah, I, that has surprised me. And you just said a mouthful. You just said a lot of guys they aren't good at their jobs. Do you trust? Do you trust what is in essence a and it's not a three headed monster because they did give Rico more power than the other two. The other two have experience as GMs. But one guy's not in charge, as you know. So it is a triumvirate. With uh-huh. that being the case, you trust them to make this trade, or do you want to wait to the off season and maybe get a new general manager and let him make this trade?
1: Oh, that's a great question, Mike. All three of these guys' fingerprints are all over this disaster they've got on the field right now. So do I trust them? Not really. That's the sad part. That's the scary part. But do I have to th- – I understand they're going to go outside, I think, for someone. And whoever inherits this ball club, they will inherit these new people. But what's been built by the, pe- the the builders there has been a disaster, is a disaster. And if you don't knock over the spread, and you know what that means, you just
0: knock it over. Which like, yeah. should have been done before.
1: Should have been done. And you got a manager who's just going along with it.
0: Yeah, he, he, um, he has surprised me by the fact that he's never – And everything's a process, which, you know, it's a process that's terrible. And he says, well, we're trying and we're doing that. No, they're not. They're playing They're awful baseball. They play terrible baseball almost every night. Right. They're developing at the big leagues.
1: I don't know how long I've heard them beat this drum, but now they've taken it to another level. Now the manager's learning how to manage at the big league level. New York Met fans deserve much much more than what they're getting, they really do.
0: So you think? So you're saying you would trade them in season or after the season? Which one? You comfortable in season, or would you wait till the season's over?
1: I'm. I got to do it now. I don't think they could mess this trade up that bad. I would hope not. I would hope they. You know, I, they stop with. You know, it's gonna take a truckload because be realistic. You're gonna get what you're gonna get. Right. But anything is better than waiting for Degrom to turn 33 and then trying to move Anything is going to be do you, you think that's DeGrom's cool.
0: words impacted them? I don't get the idea they did. From what I can find out, I think they're just. I don't think the Mets are going to react. I don't. I, that's the. That's what I'm hearing is that they're not going to react to what he said. Now, oh, yeah. I, I mean, does you think DeGrom thought they would react to what he said?
1: I, I think it was a misplay. He needs a mulligan on that one because it's not going to do it. You've got nothing. You've got nothing to back it up, you know. It's just words, and I don't blame the Mets for not reacting to that. But again, it's not about Degrom. It's about my New York Mets team, and how am I going to get them better quickly? And there's a there's a there's an all-star pitcher who's a stud and a gentleman who I can get something back. But I got a package, you see. It's not going to be three players. It's there's going to be nothing. I got to make a big deal.
0: All right, Harvey. Uh... He's pitched pretty well, uh, you know. Give him credit. He hasn't gone that deep into games, but he's pitched pretty well. What have you seen? And do you are you impressed by what you've seen?
1: I'm very impressed. I've caught a couple games of his. He's back to pitching with confidence, and he doesn't have the off-field noise in his head. Uh, he was at war with the front office. He was at war with the fans ever since that ridiculous moniker of Dark Knight before he really achieved anything. He wore that like a chain around his neck. It was just a weight. It was an anchor. And he kept trying to live up to it and losing his way. He's over there in Cincy where no one cares, and he's just doing his thing. He does have a ton of talent. He just lost his way. When you're, pit- Listen, when you're on that mound, you need a clear head. I'm standing out in front of 45,000 people. I cannot be worried about uh, a fight with my girlfriend, a bad article. The GM is talking trash about me. I can't be worried about that. I have to have a clear mind. He is pitching with a clear mind and a healthy arm.
0: So Bobby Ojeda is saying right now that what you would do is you wouldn't even wait. You would trade the Grom before the trade deadline here in the next two weeks, send him packing, and start this, start the rebuilding of this team right now.
1: I would put it out there that I'm available for dating. Call me up.
0: Do you think, Call me up. Do you think uh, Cespedes has any impact anymore when he comes back to this team? I mean, clearly they can't do anything, but what do you think the reaction's going to be, if if any reaction, to him coming back to play in here in the next couple of days?
1: I think it's going to be ho-hum, and now they're doing the first-base thing trying to save his legs, which is nonsense. What about the first stretch? What about doing rundowns? He's going to be using different muscles. Um, You know, I think him coming back at first-base means nothing. I think him coming back in general is going to mean some home runs, some theatrics, Um, but it's not enough to, to do anything. And I understand he's not all that popular and they don't like his attitude. And that's one thing behind closed doors. But the fact that it came out publicly, the fact that they were questioning his desire to play, I can't stand that because no one knows what it's like to be in that uniform. I'm not defending him as a person. I'm defending him as an athlete. When we get banged up, we get hurt. You better not question that because that's wrong. You and never as a know, General manager, yeah. You, better not. you yeah.
0: never know if someone's healthy or not. You just don't. You don't. That, that's you know? that's a fair point. We're talking with Bobby Ojeda. Is there anybody on this team that you want to keep and build around? Is there anybody on this team that you like going forward? Is it a Conforto, a Rosario, etc.? Is there anybody on this team you like that you want to build around? Jay Horowitz
1: and Lugo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Jay Hart and Lugo. That's a great Guys, I line. I tell you, I like Lugo. Uh, uh, Lugo is a guy that if you put him on a good team, he would be a great, really a enormously uh, helpful contributor to a good team. He can do everything.
1: Oh, he's money, too. He's a mutter. You know that, Mike? He got drafted like in the 400th round. He fought and fought and fought his way to get here. He is a gamer, and someday – a big game's going to come along in that young man's career, and he's going to dazzle and show people. He's got a lot of guts. I would build it around that type of personality because I think that's lacking over
0: here. Were you, think are you surprised of, by Conforto not coming through?
1: Well, no, because they're again, talking about injuries, what he did to his shoulder was brutal. Um, and then to have to bounce back from that with pressure, like, oh, he'll be fine. And he did come back about a month early, if we if we remember right. Yep. Uh, and, and you're you're a month early physically, and you're behind physically uh, facing these guys because they're they're pretty good. You get off on the wrong foot, and then you can't find it. Now maybe an off season will help him reset. I don't know, but I don't want to bet on that.
0: Talking with Bobby here, so Bobby, so you wouldn't even wait; you would do it now. You know, listen, you're a guy that I know watches the team all the time. You guy Mm -hmm. that knows what it takes to win here, uh, you completely see that this needs to be completely blown up in your mind, right?
1: Well, the narrative has to change somehow. This losing is winning, losing is learning. Oh, my God, really? That has to stop and stop now. That message has to be delivered now that we are not here to learn. We're not losing is not winning. They even got players saying this, Mike. I don't know if you saw it or not. One of the players, and I'm not even going to say his name.
0: Well, tell me, which guy? What, what player?
1: Blevins. Okay. He said, he said, we're better than the teams that are beating
0: us. Oh, that's this just ridiculous. No, 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 you're, yeah. not. That, that's no, most, you're that, not. That's the most – in pro sports, that's the worst thing you could ever say. That is completely wrong. You are that's, not better than the teams that are going. beating you because they're they're beating you. You are what you are. That's just the way it is. And it what he is he is, is a like lefty it. who can't get lefties out, and the, and the manager tries to tell you that he tricked the guy to bringing in a righty, except the next night he brought him in against Harper after he just told you, I didn't want him against a lefty because he can't get lefties out. He gets righties out. He brings him in the next night against Harper, and Harper hits the ball 4,000 feet off him.
1: <laughs> Everybody's learning. You know, we learning. That's okay, man. We're just
0: learning. Thanks, Bobby. Okay. Uh, Bobby Ojeda killing him. And boy, just killing him. I mean, he, let's be honest. He did. He just killed him. And, and here's the thing. I don't think the Mets are going to react. Uh, I think the Grom's move, you can say it didn't hurt. You can say he took a shot. But it doesn't have any. It doesn't have anything behind it because there's nothing behind it. It's an idle threat. He can't go anywhere for two years. What's he going to do? Stomp up and down? It's not his way. Going to cause trouble on the team? Not his way. So he's not going to try and pitch? Of course he's going to try. So nothing's going to change. And I don't think they're going to react at all. That's, that's the impression I get. From what I could find out, I don't think they're going to react in any way. I don't think you're ever going to hear anything out of them about the Grams. Uh, you know, what you want to call, not a full ultimatum, but the idea that either pay me now or trade me now. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Back after this.